Well, and welcome into Off Topic with Laird. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on SoRare. Today, we talk about a whole bunch of things that hopefully we can get through. The, the show is literally called Off Topic, and I have like five topics I want to talk about. Inevitably, we will go off of those, but man, I have some things to talk about. The I didn't realize I had this much to talk about until all these content creators started saying all this terrible stuff and I have to respond. Um, it's really not that bad to be honest, but I was listening to the so rare ramble this week and there was a little bit of discussion on Twitter about stacking. And so I'm going to get to that. I was chatting with Bullstar a little bit. If anybody doesn't listen to so rare ramble, go check that out. It's a really good show with SR monkey, Bullstar and Haber. And I really enjoy it because it's just some more voices in the community and they're ones that I I know. So it makes it a little easier to listen to them. I don't know. Uh, I will say I didn't see a new episode from So Rare Down Under this week and I was really disappointed because it's totally gotten into my routine. And so hopefully everything is okay down, literally down under and we, we get some more. But it was really John Nellis who made me get all fired up this morning. And I'm particularly upset about <clears throat> that because in full disclosure, he asked me to be on the show this week. It was like Wednesday and I couldn't do it. And then he ends up talking about all these things that I was like, oh, I have stuff to say. Like I have stuff to say about this. And he is not going to be here to say, you know, to respond to what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say what he said was wrong. I just think I had something to say about it and we'll get to there. Thank you to everybody for joining. Looks like Juju was in first. Pablo's here. Sari, good day. What a man. Soup. Yep. Yeah. Mike Bassin, happy Friday. Oh, Bullstar's here. All right. Here we go. What a man says, excellent jersey already. I'm wearing my Orlando City Sunrise Edition jersey that I got at the game that I went to where I... I was with John Nellis that day, actually, and I have a, a slight Orlando City stack in what I think is my mo most important lineup this week, and so I, I had to wear the jersey. Simple as that. Tuggy, still morning. Oh, yeah, you've got plenty of morning left. Mike Basson said, is the terrible stuff that they are winning? No, they are not. Uh, I'm, I'm finally, it's nice to see John finally winning with all these cards that haven't been winning. Fripp finally changed the YouTube name, which is great. I don't remember what the old old one was, Fripp, but uh, thank you for coming. Tuggy, the rain is wet. That's all. Uh, Pablo said River Plate was, were added again. Is that, they were, I saw some people commenting during the video yesterday that I did with Kate Schrumpf that River Plate was back in the licensed partners list, which Selfishly, I was really bummed about because having those cards that not a lot of other people could get now was really enticing. But yeah, they are unfortunately, fortunately, whatever, however you want to look at it, they are back on the list. Uh, we still don't have Boca, but yeah, there's River Plate. They are back. Do we have cards yet? I feel like they would have announced it. Yeah, no new cards yet. So let's see. DD so rare, rare chance I get to catch live. Hey, how about that? Um, so 
let's see. What do what do we talk about first? The first thing I actually do want to discuss because I'm I this part I don't want to forget, and I don't know how everyone else feels about John Nellis as a content creator. I think he's great. I've met him in person. I've also done like a bunch of shows with him and he is super genuine and he he's just a really nice guy. And how he is on video or on his podcast is how he is in real life. And so I do want to take just a quick second here before we start and before I blast him for what his opinions were on his recent So Far So Rare podcast. But John is up for a football content award. And if you follow him, you've probably already done this. But if you haven't, please go do that. If not for John, but for me, because I really like John and I like seeing people that I like and support succeed. And so he is up for a football content award. I have no idea what this is, but he seems really excited about it. And so if you just go to this link, footballcontentawards.com slash voting. And I think he's up for best video, something like that. Best con video content. I already voted, so I can't. Uh, let's see. Maybe I can vote again. Best club. Where are we here? Best content creator. Oh, it's not best. Con oh, it's video. It's definitely video. Okay. Oh, best in video. Duh. Creators, John Nellis. Go vote because he deserves it. And it's not just John, honestly. John probably does like 10% of the work. It's really for Alex. And Alex really works his ass off to make John look good. And so if everybody could just go, I'll drop the link here in the chat. It's in the live chat for those who are listening. But footballcontentawards.com slash voting. Go vote for John because John's great. So this is why John's an idiot. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I'll start with John. Be, or at least what he was talking about on So Far So Rare. It's another thing if you don't subscribe to that. He did a solo show this week because there were some technical difficulties with his uh, with who he was supposed to, and then I couldn't do it, which is a bummer because I really want... I, I never look, like saying no to people when it comes to talking about So Rare, but it was just... It happened to be this week that I, I could not do it. But anyway, so the first thing I wanted to discuss was the... Is uproar about club shop drops. And John was saying he tried to get one of the most recent ones. I don't even remember what it was. Was that the signed Premier League one was the last one? I forget. But every time there's a drop, it is immediately followed by the complaints from people who didn't get it. And they're like, I literally submitted my thing within three seconds and it was sold out. And this is no way to do it. And I think I, I can't remember if I mentioned it yesterday on the, with the, the video with Kate or not, but the amount of like, the, the amount of negative, the number of negative responses of somebody not being able to get something means that you're giving away something people want. And I don't think there's any doubt that these jerseys, whether they're the random Austrian Bundesliga or signed Premier League ones is there's plenty of interest in there. People want to use their their coins. Alex said the one where you needed to fill in the business field was pretty shambolic, though. To be honest, I have not tried yet, so I don't know 
it does sound like I remember somebody, I think it was Jimmer said you had to fill in like the second address line, even though a lot of people don't have a anything for that. But anyway, it seems like all of the solutions that people come up with, you know, put in your coins and it's a lottery or stake your coins and there's, I don't remember what the other ones were, but basically they were like, I don't want to have to be on my computer at the exact specific time where these things go and then have to do it within two seconds instead of three. I, I'm there. I want it. And I had this thought that it's kind of funny that we are all playing so rare, which is a site or a company that creates things that are rare. They're scarce. Not everybody can get exactly what they want because there aren't endless supplies of these things. And then there's this one opportunity where it's like, hey, do you want this thing? Not everyone can get it. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I do. And you're like, oh man, you didn't get it this time. And you're like, everyone's like, that is ridiculous. This needs to be solved because everyone who wants one should be able to get one. So rare doesn't work that way in any other way. Like any other way. Oh, I want a unique. All right, go buy one. Yeah, but he paid more. Ali said the difference is the price is fixed. It's not different. Monetarily, it's different. And the price is fixed at zero, but this isn't saying it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They are not in the business of giving away unlimited things other than common cards. And we don't even own those. You would own these jerseys. So this, I just thought it was kind of funny that just that we're so bent out of shape. We're so focused on scarcities. We were so happy that they're not going to have 5,000 NBA cards, this limited cards this year. It's going to be a thousand. We're like, great. Not as many. And they're like, oh man, we have this set number of jerseys. Can I have one? And they're like, oh, sorry, the people who people who got there first got them. And everyone's like, oh, this is ridiculous. Um, yeah. Alex said they, they need to restrict certain drops based on a club collection, i.e. Midland shirt item, et cetera, based on how many collection points you have for that club. Seems mildly fair. I'll get to th that as well. Services, I don't buy jerseys. I don't buy jerseys are in high demand because they sell out 20 in a minute using a currency they give away for free that has close to zero other utility. Did I say they were high? I mean, I think that there are plenty of, there is plenty of demand. I don't know where we draw the line of high demand, but there is clearly enough demand. The demand is way higher than the supply. Alex said they should have, they should have implemented the 90 day thing immediately as well. So it is funny to me that they differentiated signed versus unsigned jerseys in terms of the cooldown. Like why, why not just make it 90 days, one of these things? Magnus said, sign up for a raffle, then it's not best touch rating win. So I, I don't think it's necessary. Not everybody should get these things. That's all. Fripp said, love starting my Friday with a Lardino truth bomb. Going to be a good day. I don't know if it's going to be, well, I'm sure it'll be a good day, whether the truth bomb matters or not. Highest selling MLS jerseys this year, Messi, Klaus, and Hanny Mukhtar. Um, that seems reasonable. 
So where, who was it? It was Alex, because Alex always has good comments. Drops based on club collection. This then, uh, Kevin Hurt said it's a bit harsh the way it's done though, especially if you're not free for the drop. I get what you're saying, but I think they should mix up how it's done. I don't think it's perfect. Whoops. Everyone is not getting it if it's a raffle. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and you'll never believe that Jared Jackson here got a jersey, which is why he has no complaints. Except his is tagged with Harry Kane, which is a bummer. Anyway, I just think the reaction is more like everyone should have the same chance at this and nothing about so rare is that way. Except the amateur leagues, which are free and you win stuff that's barely worth anything or nothing. But anyway, so the collection thing, John's other point was discussing the Dortmund contest that allowed that you can enter to win, you know, the super VIP. You could basically like play for Dortmund. I forget what all of the other things are. Is that the slide this game week? Let me look here quickly. One day I'll feel like the lobby is easy to easy to check. How, how do you get like all of the contests again? Play live. I don't want my teams. I don't really want a leaderboard, but I guess I do. Are they limited? Is it a mix? Where is this thing? Here we go. BVB special weekly limited and scarcity. So I th the point that John was up in arms about, he wasn't really that dramatic about it, but was the rule that, how do I even see the rules? Why is this so difficult? I mean, I realize I'm dumb, but like, why is this, why can't I just see what the rules are. Anyway, you need a certain number of new season Dortmund cards. And he was like, that's not fair because what if somebody's a huge Dortmund collector and they want to participate, but they don't have any new season cards. And he kind of took that a step further and was like, if you are the biggest Dortmund collector, why shouldn't you, why should you have to like buy even more things? to participate in this contest. And my initial thought like right away, which I would have said to him if I was on the show, is if you are truly the biggest Dortmund collector, you would have new season cards. And I realize that's a little harsh and not everybody has unlimited funds. But really, if we are trying to reward the top collectors, I think they should have multiple seasons worth of stuff. We don't have that right now, which I think is a little bit of a bummer. Like to see who has like the, like an ultimate team collector score. How high are you in limited and rare and super rare in every season? And why isn't that the way that we want collecting to be done on so rare and, and rewarded? Yeah, exactly, Mike. If you're the biggest Dortmund collector, wouldn't you already be collecting new season cards? So... The So Alex is like, I mean, Sower has to make money with the new cards. Of course. Um, of course. But the 
the, where was I going with that? Oh, so what he said was, which I thought was really interesting because, so what John said was, he thinks that if the biggest collectors on, the biggest Dortmund collectors on So Rare should be interested in competing for this prize, which is, again, this all expense or this super, this is so stupid. Is there a medium post about it? Surely there is. All right. So the biggest so rare collectors for Borussia Dortmund that you can win VIP tickets to Der Klassiker, player access, signed jerseys, and more. The way that it would that John said, like the biggest so rare collector should be after this. And I don't know, I have no idea what so rare are doing in terms of promoting this outside of so rare. But we don't, we as users don't want only so rare's biggest Dortmund collectors to, to be competing for this. What we want are the biggest Dortmund fans, Dortmund supporters, everyone who loves Borussia Dortmund, who is not involved in so rare, knowing about this and saying, hey, would you like to go to Der Klassiker in VIP tickets? Would you like Dortmund signed jerseys? And they're like, yeah, that sounds awesome. I love Dortmund. It's like, okay, come play so rare. Buy some Dortmund cards and try to win. And it just feels like, and again, I'm not in Germany. If anybody in chat here is in Germany and can say, oh yeah, there are ads all over the place for being able to win this experience. But it feels like this is being presented as, hey, here's what existing Sower player managers can win. And instead, shouldn't this be the, the fundamental driver of bringing people to be like, wait, what do I have to do? And you're like, oh, you just buy five Dortmund cards and compete. And then you could win this. And they'd be like, that sounds awesome. Let me try that. And I, it didn't feel like that was the thought that, yeah, Kevin Hurd said, but if you haven't bought any new season Dortmund cards yet, the comp has just smashed their prices through the roof. Has it actually? Marco Royce's price through the roof. That's different than $47. Is that the Jersey Mint? No, that's the Jersey Mint. Let's see here. The 29 went for $40. Like the auctions still really aren't that high. 24. I mean, I guess they're high versus, well, these are probably all old season ones, right? Yeah. Brant, uh, Alex is saying Brant went up. But like, shouldn't they go up? Like these cards now have more utility than other cards. So like surely they should be worth more. Hopefully this is new users coming in, new Borussia Dortmund supporters and everyone saying, oh, that is actually what I want. Sorry, I realize like it's super dark in here. Kev says, so we're taking a leaf out of the FIFA playbook with that one. I don't even know what that means, but I'll take your word for it. 
but I don't know. So I, I really hope, I really hope that they're using this as a tool to get new users and not just celebrating existing ones. Mike says, let's not forget all of these specials are about the here and now season wise, not about what happened before technically gives everyone the chance. Should they want to enter the rules apply to all? Yeah, there you go. Brad said, I don't mind them. I don't mind that they make you buy new season cards to play in these special competitions. I just want my Man City badge back for last year's collection. That cost them nothing. Yeah, that is weird that they do that, that they like remove those things, especially because they still have the, they still have the license. Anyway, that's what I thought about that. Charlie said, making comps like this to new season only is a huge middle finger to last season's top collectors. Imagine you had every BVB card and have to buy the same player, just the newer version to enter. So you don't have to buy everyone. You just need five, right? You just need to make a lineup. You don't even need five. Don't you only need like three, two? Yeah, two, just two. It doesn't seem that bad to me. And in fact, in the non, in the rare, super unique one, you only need one. And if you're truly the biggest Dortmund collector, I think you should be collecting multiple seasons. Courtside, here's the link to the medium post, at least. I don't know. I, I think it's fine. Like, I think if you're truly... If you consider yourself the biggest support, Dortmund supporter and collector on so rare, I think not having cards from the current season is silly. Sorry. What's next? Stacking? After Bullstar made fun of me for my lineups this week. Um, so... This I actually thought about this while listening to the last Sora ramble because Bullstar went and said something very offensive in terms of people who do five-man stacks of teams. And it was that they were lazy. And I realized I he, he didn't actually call them lazy. It was a he thought the strategy was lazy. And I get it. Um, oh, all right. I'm actually going off topic. Kev Hurt said, I wonder if Sober employees bought loads of new Dortmund Limiteds before the announcement. So from what I gather, Sober employees are currently playing the game and we don't know who they are. And I can't decide who, if that matters. Because a lot of so rare is about that's that, I don't want to say that the there is an inherent invisibility to participating in anything Web three related. In that, if you don't want to be known, you cannot be known, and we know most people by their on, like their online, their Sora handles or their Twitter accounts. And if it's different than their name, we 
we don't know who they are. And I, I'm the total opposite, obviously. Everybody knows my name and they know who I am on SoRare. It's written right down there and my Twitter account. And the, I, I, I struggle to decide if that anonymity should be applied and allowed by SoRare employees. After they did this whole announcement that they have all these rules and it was basically one giant, like, trust us, we'll follow them. And there's no real way to know if they're following the rules other than also just trusting that they are. And it's weird to me that they specifically will highlight real life players. Like when you go to Antoine Griezmann's account on SoRare, you can, there's a little badge that shows that he's a player. And I feel like there should be some sort of some sort of notification like that on the site, which would allow us all to know who they are. And I can't decide if that puts, that makes the game harder for them. Like if you get an offer from somebody who works at SoRare, are you going to treat them differently? And I don't know what the answer to that is. I'm sure some people would. I don't know if it's positive or negative, but it might be different. And it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things that in, in their discussions about being more transparent with things, not showing us who is playing the game feels like the opposite of that. So I hope that they reconsider because as of right now, I don't actually know anybody. Like I don't know anybody's so rare name to know if they're an employee. So I can't even check. But as far as I know, they don't. Charlie said, I think it's to cover their back. If one employee broke the rules and people found out the uproar would be huge. So, but that's the risk that they take by allowing them to play. And it's the risk that they feel they have mitigated. And, and yet, that's just what happens. Whether they announce it or not, if we do find out somebody's name, if if we know that all of a sudden Dan SoRare is actually Dan from SoRare and he does some dodgy trade, like we should know about it. Mike Basson said, do you treat Antoine Griezmann different to everyone else if you get an offer from him, same likely to apply to SoRare staff? So surely if you get an offer from a professional football player, you will think, I bet he could pay more. And I don't think you necessarily feel that way with a SoRare employee. They're not make, making millions of dollars. Um, Mike Basson said, Katozi's back to playing SO5. I, we'll get there. No, I'm not even going to talk about it. DD SoRare says, feels like every transaction they do will be shrouded in doubt. Do they know something we don't yet, for example? I think that's fine. Let us all doubt what they're doing. It's just a waste of time, but I don't know. It just feels like Kev Hurts said it probably does keep it fair for them to be anonymous. So yeah, is there just this like widespread belief that people will treat them differently? I'm not going to sell my card to that guy because he works for SoRare. Like, isn't that weird? 
Like if you're getting a, a decent offer, who cares who it's from? Well, I don't want to say who cares from it's from because I've definitely chosen not to sell cards to certain people. But Jose said, I would question, say if I had 15 players from a non-covered league and the same person came after all of them, I would dead think something is up. So agreed. And according to their rules, they should not be doing that. But we don't know. We don't know if they're doing that. And we'll never know. Even if somebody gets caught doing something, like caught internally, I doubt we know. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's the... It's one of those that we don't have a reason not to trust them, but we also don't have enough reason to trust them, if that makes sense. I think it's more on the side of we don't have any reason not to trust them, if I can get enough negatives in that. I think it was only two. But I know as a user, I would feel better knowing. I'll put it I'll, like as simple as that. Whether it's more fair or not, I would feel better. Mike Basson said, so is the fun of Sora finally ending? Not even close, Mike. And actually, so Marcus, what are the employees allowed to do? The employees are allowed to do whatever they want right now for, they can buy any limited and rare card. They can play in any limited and rare competitions. They can't do anything with super rares or uniques. They can buy and sell. They can play SO5, which I think some of them still call SO5, which they really should just stop. And that's it. I've heard said, I think there would be a bit of that towards them. Wouldn't bother me as I'll treat anyone. Nice. See, that's all. That's all it is. Tuggy said, if they were known, it would be good for transparency and allow users to keep them honest, but also people are going to mimic their buys and then bitch if they go down. So that's, that's on the use, the followers, let them, let them do that. I, I mean, there are plenty of people who buy other players just because someone else did. And that's not good either. Like nobody should be following my transactions and being like, that looks like a good idea. Let me do that too. Trust me. But I don't know. I just think it would be helpful to, to know who they were. But maybe most people don't care. Sora Josh says, I'm sure there won't be any relegation lover, et cetera, stuff. Otherwise, that would be a legal nightmare for them. So it's not worth it. I know. I totally agree. Like, I, I don't think that there's anything. I, I fully expect every single SoRare employee to follow the rules to a T and in, there will be no issues. But I also think that in a company that lauds transparency, we should know. We should know who they are. Yeah. Jose said, this will come down to seeing their movements. It's all a matter of, do they know what's coming ahead of anyone else? That's the real question. So the question isn't, do they know what's coming? Because they do know. What will be really interesting, if we knew who they were, is all of a sudden you look down and you're like, oh, nobody's done anything for two weeks. And you're like, oh, maybe I bet something's coming now. <sighs> Kevin Hurd said, it would be a massive uproar, for example, if they bought new Dortmund players, then announced a BVB comp. Any such inside knowledge trading would be bad on it. Totally agree. And, and that's one of their rules. Like they, they are not allowed to do that. So don't worry, guys, we can just trust them. But on the topic of so rare employees, yeah, so this, so rare, Josh nails it here. Imagine one of them buys a Saudi player for a collection or something and the speculation will be right. But like, let us speculate. Let people make bad decisions 
based off of these questionable decisions that a sober employee is making for their own gallery. Why not? But speaking of sober employees, and I've been meaning to kind of mention this and yesterday's conversation that I had with Kate Schrumpf, who's the director of product over there and oversees NBA and MLB, really cemented that I need to say it out loud. So I've had the opportunity to meet a number of people who work for SoRare, whether it's in person or doing having a video chat or doing podcasts. Like I haven't met everybody. I don't, I haven't met, I probably met, well, I've definitely met more people in the New York office than in Paris, but I've met plenty of people in Paris. And I have to say that every single person I've met, and I don't know if this applies to everyone at the company, it would be kind of crazy if it did, but also it's great if it is. Every single person I've spoken to who works for SoRare is completely passionate about SoRare and they love it and they love working there. And they, they really believe that what they are doing is revolutionary in terms of fantasy sports and NFTs and is going to be so much greater than what it is right now. And I think they get so much crap because of things that they may not see or things they didn't consider that others, that regular users do. And we're just like, man, how can you run a product like this and not realize this? And I think them playing, it will really, really help a lot of those frustrations that people have because, and I've said it for a long time, it's just very different when you're playing the game. It's as simple as that. You just see things that if you don't play, you just don't understand it. And I'm I'm really encouraged that they are going to start playing, whether we know who they are or not, notwithstanding. But they they all want to do what's best for SoRare. And so I think that the I think it's just everything is positive in terms of allowing them to play. And we're going to see some really good improvements because of that, because it's now a bunch of people who already loved SoRare and were passionate about it. And now they're even more invested in it. I don't mean invested spec, you know, um, financially, which they are, but now they're really, they're getting even deeper. And I just think it's great. So if anybody has any questions about the, NBA or MLB upcoming season, upcoming NBA, upcoming MLB playoffs on this channel. There's a, the, my conversation with Kate, she was fantastic and I had never met her before. So that was the first time we spoke, but I had a really good time. And I thought she gave us some nice kind of behind the curtain stuff that we wouldn't normally know. And yeah, it was, an, it was, I, th I had fun because I pretty much have had fun with every SoRare employee that I've come in contact with because we all have the mutual love of SoRare and sports and all of this, all of this. And so I will say that when we, when we start to get negative about either certain people who are delivering a message that it wasn't up to them to decide or whatever it is, just remember like not only are they just humans, so let's at least act nicely,
but they they genuinely do love this product and this company. And so they're not doing things just to make, to piss us off or to make something worse. It's maybe they just haven't considered this one angle that you're passionately uh, yelling at them about. So just settle down. That's all. Auger. So I finished eighth in Cap 270 Limited this midweek, which I thought was great. The top seven got stars, which is a bummer because I did not get a star. But if you notice, which you may not, or if you're just following me on Twitter, you've seen, within the top eight lineups in this contest, five of them are the exact same lineups. Mine is one of them. And the I, I combined this conversation. I was listening to Sora Ramble and Bullstar saying how dumb stacking is and lazy, dumb and lazy, sorry. And this game had already happened, so I knew where I was. I was actually seventh. Somebody snuck in here. I think it was this this lineup here in third. But it wasn't, so I knew that this lineup right in front of me was the same, same captain, same, I'll pull it up just so it's a little easier for everyone to see. So, here we go. So I had I started this collection loosely. I bought a, a Perrin a while ago, and then I just filled it in. So I put this lineup in. I noticed that the one right ahead of me was the same lineup. And obviously you can see on every single player, oh, except uh, Revelison, they have higher scores because of their XP. Let me, there we go. Because of their card bonuses. Sorry, I keep calling it XP when I know it's more than this. And so if you just look ahead or look more, it's seventh is the same lineup as is fifth, as is fourth, as is first. Like first place scored 502 points. My lineup in eighth scored 475, and it's the same lineup. 475, 502. Oh, you're right, not second. You're right, my fault. Thank you. Yeah, so everybody Captain Hine. Mike said, what are the odds of everyone captaining the same player? In this situation, High. Hein is by far the best player. Like if you are choosing not to captain Hein, the only reason to not captain him is because you think everyone else will. You're also taking a risk that you're captaining a lower scoring player. So the response here was like, oh, well, that's really dumb. Actually, sorry. The first response is, oh, that means collection bonuses are really important. So I looked at... Um, Histral's who won their collections. And it's like, oh yeah, 5%. And not only that is it 5%, there are a number of low serial number, low serial number cards that were bought on auction. And I want to specifically point that out because it's not just about the 5%. The 5% certainly helps, but also 
this so this Donovan Leone card, who is the goalkeeper, this has been their only owner. So this is 12 of 1,000. 12 of 1,000. Mine is 367 of 1,000. Forget the current season bonus, which we all have. Forget about collection bonus because I don't have 5%. Even just basic XP. Mine is, well, this isn't showing the right one. Let's see. Mine is level three. And if you just look at the lineup here, oh, wait, where's, uh, here we go. This isn't going to work how I want it to. Let me just go back here to the actual lineup because you can see the 16%, 16 16 16 and a half, 16, 66. So um, Mike said, that was my point. So why wasn't Laird the one to think that everyone else would captain Heinz so he should captain someone else? So there were a few things that went into it. One, I, I probably should have, so if you notice, I'll even go into this. Uh, we all use this Jubal, Hubal guy. He wasn't even, he was actually the third highest scoring defender. He wasn't even the highest. Had I just used Mensa, who I had and did not use, I would have won. So the, the considerations I had were, where are people going to play this lineup? I, I actually, to be honest, I did not think this this far ahead. I just thought, they have a good matchup, fits in 270, let's go. Never did I think this was going to like win a contest. Should I have? Maybe, I don't know. And I literally said on our preview show like that they were the biggest favorite, but they weren't this overwhelming favorite where I thought five of these guys could score 502-12. So, excuse me. So, if I did think that, if I was like, man, this fits in 270, I bet a lot of other people are playing it in 270. I probably don't captain Hein. I captain Perrin, and it ends up being worse. But, and I had Ravellison who scored 100. He was the right captain. Right. And, but like, he's the results captain. You would never captain him over Hein, maybe not over Perrin. So, I did see, yeah, right here, the second place got captain the goalie, which is nuts. And so Bullstar said, I like the rogue goalkeeper captain. Yeah, like, so Bullstar said this on the Silver Ram also. Like, oh, yeah, I kind of like captaining goalkeepers. This feels like a situation, like, if I had captained the goalkeeper, I finish worse. Right, Don? What did, uh, 89, and what did... Hein finished with it. Oh, all right. I finished better. You're right. I think it's, it is a nice differential, but I think it's the, it's the le literally the least optimal differential. Like I think captaining any other outfield player is more optimal than a goalkeeper. Like you're doing it to be different. And I don't think it's actually positively different. So the, the question now becomes, now that I know this, that I, that there are all these lineups here that in a situation where 
Oh, that's what I want to do. I want to look at second division. Like, did any was did anybody play this stack in second division Europe? So, oh, here it is in first place. And in third place, and in fourth place, and fifth, and sixth, and seventh, and eighth, and ninth, and tenth, and eleventh, and twelfth, thirteenth. Oh, here's the Revelison captain. Uh, Fifteen. Oh, that's a different one. So that's probably it. So how many was that? Like 10 of the top 12. So I actually had no interest in playing this in second division Europe because I didn't want to win more second division Europe cards. I had no interest. Anyone here? Um, any, here's an Auger stack, but it's different. This has Mensa. This has no Perrin. Uh, here is, here's the lineup right here. So I could have finished fifth in all-star. Actually, I don't know if that's true because I might have different XP, but here we go again. Fifth, sixth, seventh, 10th, 11th, Jesus. So what do I do? Bullstar says the theory for captaining a goalkeeper is that it has a higher, more predictable chance of a decisive, which I assume is the clean sheet, than an outfield player quite often but appreciate the ceiling is much lower generally. I don't think that, well, it, it depends on the outfield player. Rabbit hunting makes a rare return. So the question now is, I have this stack. I know what the optimal build is because it's all over the place. What should we do? Do I just buy more cards and try to get my collection bonus up? Or do I split it? And one of the conversations that I was having with Bullstar was about how Nep, the big thing that Nep always said about his collections is he wants to be first. And the benefit of making your collections early is that you automatically get the XP advantage. Like forget about the collection bonus because everybody can get to 5% if they want. But if you are first, you will always have more XP presumably. And if you maximize your training lineups when they're, when they have bad games and you can get double XP, like there are ways to do it. But I think you can make the other argument that it doesn't, not that it doesn't matter. Like we saw, and the point Bullstar and I were DMing, this, it was this morning for me, that he was like, do you really want to enter a competition where you know you cannot finish first? And my response is, Basically, I'm okay finishing eighth. Like I was okay finishing seventh. I feel a little robbed that I didn't finish in the stars. But, and, and maybe that's my own, maybe that's a, a fault or a, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But maybe that's the problem that I'm not going in being like this lineup can literally finish first. And honestly, seeing that I could have finished like in the top 10 in All-Star and I played Cap 270, I feel like a real moron. But anyway, I didn't think, I, like, I did not think that they would have, that I would have five guys who scored over 80 in that lineup. Like realistically, I, it, I just didn't see it happening. And so, but this, this is the issue that we have more and more in limiteds. And so Bullstar's comment was with, with 
if you're five man stacking, and I'll be honest that I, the only reason I really five player stacked this lineup is because I just didn't have that many cards. It's a midweek. We see a lot more five player stacks in midweeks than we do weekends, but the whole, it's just lazy. Meaning five player stacking is lazy. I think cuts, it, it, I think it falls under the exact same idea of, well, what if you just had Kane, Mbappe, Kimmich, Ruben Diaz, Ederson, for example? Like if you just buy the five best cards and you just run that out all the time. I'd argue that's just as lazy. And part of it, part of his additional argument, I feel like all I'm doing is arguing with content creators today, is, yeah, just that it, it takes no skill. There's no scouting and all this stuff. And I think it's, that's totally wrong. I think being able to locate the team that you want to stack, find players that can, that does it have players that can really pop off to give you a high result? When do you play them in the perfect matchups? When, where do you put them? Meaning all-star, cap 270, whatever. Do you split them up? Because the more collection you have, you don't have to, like, you, if you have a full collection, you obviously have way more than five cards. And so you're going to have to figure out which of those five to use. Obviously, I thought I had the optimal five. It wasn't the highest scoring five. So really, if I was saying, if you're going in saying, I think this lineup should, could finish first, you should look and be like, is there actually somebody who maybe is a little more variable, but can score higher? And in this case, we, did, we had one, two of them. We had two defenders who scored more. And so Ramalta says this too, to find five guys the same from the same team that score high enough to win a competition is not easy. John Andrews says it's lazy and convenient. I don't think it's either. I think arguing that it's lazy and convenient is lazy and convenient. Kev Hurt said none of so rare's skill. Would love to hear anyone explain why it would be. I just think that the... It's just lazy to play five guys from the same team is just as lazy as I'm just going to buy the five best players. And there's so much that goes into which five to buy. I mean, if you're saying like, I'll, let me just go out and buy five Bayern players. I don't think you're winning that much. They like never keep a clean sheet. It, any team. Like, yeah, they'll, they'll pop off every so often. Auger did it this midweek. So Ramalta says, I run a Watford stack. I run a rare Watford stack and know that there are people with higher collection XP. So I look for variables. Yeah, great. That's what you should do. We should pretty much always be looking for variables. Like we, we talk about it all the time. People love their differentials. And like the clearest differential is like, let me play a U23 player, not in U23. Because like who would do that? Like who's running Martin Vandevoort rares in Challenger Europe rare? Kevin said, it's actually not fun buying the best players. And Alex Wilson misspelled Midgeland. You don't have to wait. And Bullstar said, so we should just play the same team stacks every week. So I think this is also, I think it's circumstantial that there are a lot of people who do this. And so... Oh, wait, hold on. 
John Andrew said it meant to be a question. Is it lazy or convenient? I'm not a big stacker, but no harm in only following one team, which makes it easier to hunt down the team news. That part is, uh, I, I suppose it's easier. And Bullstar says, so we should just play the same team stacks every week. What's funny is, is that so rare think that we play the same lineups every week by putting those stupid drafts, keeping our drafts in and then giving us panic attacks when we get notifications that our lineups have been canceled because we listed a card, even though it's in a draft for the following week. God, I hope that goes away. Oh, now John Nellis shows up. John, start from the beginning. I just blasted you for 20 minutes. But as a reminder from earlier, if everybody could please go to that website that I dropped. What was it? Football content, something or other. Anyone got that link? The FCAs. Footballcontentawards.com slash voting. Go vote for John Nellis. Best in video. Anyway. Um, John Andrews says, stacking your favorite team can be fun. As a Chelsea fan, I can't wait to break into the top 500 and cap 220 with my Chelsea card. <laughs> uh, Brad Craig, I would spend coins to make those auto drafts go away. Me too, Brad. I might even use cash. You want microtransactions? I would pay a dollar every game week to have those things just deleted without me having to worry about them. Um, but I want to go back. Hold on. Uh, I want to go back to Bullstar. Where's the skill in playing the same stacks every single week? So I, I don't think I don't think people do that. Like fundamentally, I don't think anybody is doing that. And if they are doing it, it's unsuccessful and they deal with that, with the consequences of that. I think most people who are good at so rare, even marginally good, know that they should not use the same lineup in the same competition every single game week. And so fundamentally using stacks, and, and again, five-player stacks are much more prevalent in midweeks when there are fewer games. Like I think people tend to do it out of not even just convenience, but out of lack of cards. Hey, I have five players who are all in a really good matchup this week. Should I play them? Yes, play them but they're all on the same team. Play them. You're making, okay, well, I have this other guy. He's much worse. Should I play him instead? Sure, if you want to score fewer points. No, but there are other people who have this lineup too. Well, sometimes you got to be okay with fifth and not first. Or you could try this other one. And you're more likely to finish 500th, but you could finish first. So it's up to you. That's a skill. Alex said, Matoma, Ferguson, Gross, all scoring hundreds will happen one week. I think it could. Brighton's a great stack. It's a great one. So, Rikamon, it's not about running four different stacks this weekend. Are you running those four stacks in the same competition, those four, exact same stacks in those competitions every game week? And do you think you're winning everything from these? Blue Tomato said, last year when limited prices were high, I stacked Wolfsburg. It was semi-successful. Now with lower prices and more cards in my gallery, I never stack a full team. I think, I think most people who full stack do it because they don't have enough cards. And, it's, and when you are in that situation, it is significantly more optimal to play five guys that you will know will always play. And the easiest way to do that is that they play on the same team. 
Like I said, I don't mind unique ones. It's the dull and tiresome ones you see at the top. We, we really just don't see it as much as people keep saying we do. This Auger one is a fluke. It's not, it, it does not happen all the time. It will obviously happen significantly more in limited and is actually just a really good reason not to, not to play limited. Like it's a reason to progress because you're, you're running into fewer lineups that are so much like yours. If you have a good one, that's all. Sorry, I'm scrolling through here because uh, I'll just put this one up. But go vote for John right here. Best video. Pablo said, what is the skill difference between using a stack from a competitive team and using so rare data to choose my five players from the top 20 that I have? One requires five clicks and one requires one click. Alex said, I liked it that time one guy won with his Universidad Católica stack. Yeah, it happens. Like, it can work. We know it's work. Bullstar said, is it better from a strategy point of view to play a four-player stack plus a differential? Depends who the differential is. Because you're not really you're not really putting in a differential, you're just putting in someone else. Like that's what makes it different, obviously. But yeah, I, well. So he said the Bullstar said the chances of anyone having that same lineup must be almost zero, so you don't end up in the XP bonus arms race. So the joke that everybody that we used to have doesn't apply anymore was that the best PSG stack had Joshua Kimmich in it. So it was like Donnarumma at the time, Donnarumma, Marquinhos, Kimmich, Neymar, Mbappe. And people played that. Obviously not normal people. Pablo said, I have my river stack. My skill is to win something with Armani in the goal. Oof. That's been rough lately. Rico said, I could probably be more successful if if I didn't stack, but I also wouldn't have as many teams. For example, I have a Houston stack for cap 240 rare. And that probably changes every week, the five players, because of L15s changing. Yeah, I, Bullstar, I'm not saying that... I'm not saying that a five-player stack from one team is better than not doing it. Like, I almost always feel like the... The, the best, the most positive EV play is to not five-player stack, but there are situations where it is the most beneficial. And this, the Auger one is a, is a good example of one that worked. And like you said, if you just took one player off, you're increasing the risk a little bit. If you're like, all right, let me just get somebody from anywhere else. I don't, I don't remember who else was playing. And it might work, but it's also increasing the risk. If you're okay with that, then you're okay with it. Then, yeah, YOLO. I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to talk about today, and I can't remember what it is now. Belisarius, which kind of sounds like a dinosaur. I will always play full Newcastle stack because 17 cards from a total of 28 are Newcastle. And because I'm a Newcastle fan, and those are usually my best cards. I love that. I love it. 
Rikamon said, did you have any other card that scored higher than them in your gallery? I had one in my Azure collection that scored higher. That's the worst part. So going into this game, so I played Jubal here as my defender, which everybody did. And if you notice, I have this card here, Theo Teo Pelinard, who had 68, and I have Gideon Menson, who had 98.8. I had all of them. And you'll notice I these are the five that I played right here. So if I play Pelinard, I finish higher. And if I play Mensa, I probably win. Or if I captain Ravellison, I think you the five player stack and just captaining someone else. Like if you want to get cute, that's fine. But yeah. So Ramalta, what's wrong with Sulemana? Did he score? I don't think they're playing yet. They even play today. Is he starting? What game is already going on? Oh, Hamburger's already playing, huh? That's fun. And we have an Alexander Maxim start. Let's go. Or Scosmo when we need him. Dream Oblivion. Is it better to play a player with a good matchup or someone that has a bad matchup but really good L15? Absolutely the good matchup. L15 is what already happened. And what already happened is not going to be what happens again. Always the good matchup. Always, always, always. Oh, so Romelto says what I wanted to. Oh, I guess I did. Um, yeah, so I, um, I'm working my way through this Ren collection. And the... Let me see if I can show off my collection here. Sulmana has been moved to the second line. So this is one of those things that is probably really dumb. There's like a 90% chance it's dumb. But I've had a lot of fun doing it. And I think it's been literally detrimental to my gallery. Let me rephrase. Detrimental to my SO5 success. And I'm still going to do it. I have reached a point in my gallery where I would have to make really significant financial... Uh, how do I want to put this? I got to spend a lot of money to make my cards a lot better. And I'm getting to the point where um, yeah, Agar is going to be benched, actually, now that I bought him. But I was, I'm, I'm, I got into like a rut with So Rare, where I, I feel like I have maxed out the upside of the cards that I have, and everything that I have done, that everything I could do to make them better requires like significant change. And I don't, I think that the, how do I, like I have some very good cards, but in order to take my gallery to the next level, I need a lot more like really good cards. And financially, that's just not realistic to me. 
And so I'm looking for other ways to enjoy so rare where I don't necessarily have to maximize and optimize every single thing I do in order to finish as highly as possible. And then I realized that this obviously runs completely counter to my good friend, PSU fans two opinion that everything you should do should be about making as much money as possible. And I just don't feel that way. I never have. And so I came up with this idea. <laughs> I did not come up with this idea at all. In speaking to Nep about his 2021 Barcelona collection, he was like, yeah, there are a lot of guys that actually don't even play for Barcelona anymore. And there are a lot of usable cards. And then I found this Ren collection and I was like, or then I found it was actually this Borgoat jersey mint that was on the market. And I was like, man, I wonder who's in this collection. And it's a really cool collection. And I was like, oh, I want to go for it. And it kind of gave me something completely different to focus on other than staring at my cards and just being like, man, I wish you were better. And I, I now have this idea that I want to build this cool collection of cards that will allow me to play a lot of different competitions with guys from the same lineup. And my goal, and I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be realistic, but goals don't have to be. I want to submit a lineup somewhere and win something where I actually, I'll put it, I'll actually, let's complicate it even further. I want to make a five-man lineup, five-player lineup from this collection that wins a Ren card. And obviously it's not going to win one of these because these are the old season ones. But I kind of just love the idea of a, stupidly quirky goal like that. And so what I really like also is that a lot of these guys don't play for Ren anymore. And so in fact, of the one the seven cards I have up here, only two still play for Ren. And I just kind of really like the idea of of finding different ways to win rewards. I don't have to win first place. Like my lineups already were not capable to regularly compete for first places. And so why not just find a new way to do it? And Blue Tomato said, would you say that your Midgeland stack was worth it? You said it was probably stupid beforehand too. So I, the biggest negative about the Midgeland collection that I am making is that there are many more people who are, who are interested in that collection. And so getting the right pieces, it just takes, it's much harder. Like in this collection right here, I have five Jersey mints and two uh, number one cereals. And I will say that I am, I have, I'm not over, well, I do, I probably am overpaying, but I am paying premiums for those cards. Like I could get every card in this collection that is not a Jersey mint and not a number one and just fill in everybody and just get them. But I loved the idea of getting Jersey mints and number ones. And I realized that those would cost more. And I have, trust me, I have played more than the floors. And the difficulty with Midgeland, and I actually had a, the Gustav Isaacson Jersey mint in this collection and sold it because, because he was transferring and his card was basically overvalued. But there are, there are too many people 
in this collection, or excuse me, too many people with this collection to get a lot of these jersey mints. And I thought about doing it for the uh, unlimited, and even in it's actually harder in limited. So it's it's one of those weird things that unless you go out right away, like the new cards come out and right away you're like, I'm going to build a limited collection. It's really hard to catch up. And so the it's for for rare. It's obviously much more expensive, but what I have found with the Ren collection is the older the cards, the more willing people are to, to get rid of it. And, and I don't, I've, I've come across this weird thing with this collection. And if anybody has any of these cards, like the Jersey mints are the number ones of any of the players that are in dark right here, I am interested in buying their card. And so, so if you, Reach out to me if you want to be like, oh, the floor of this card is, you know, $100. Would anybody pay $130? Like, I'm the one who's dumb one who's going to do it. But it, it is a bit easier because the cards are kind of older. People don't like them as much. Rent, the new Ren collection just came out. And so there's that. I'm, I, I, would, I want these cards. So Midgeland and Tuggy's... This is great. He said if if he didn't make the Midland stack, then he never would have found the Sawyer Scandinavia Discord. There's your daily plug. So shout to everybody. The I have I actually don't know how much success I've had with these cards. Midland really haven't been that great. But let's see here. Like it's been fine. I've won. Yeah. Jonas Lossel hasn't been fantastic. I bet the, the whole collection is really not that great. And But there are plenty more. Like I could get more. What am I up to? 310 points. I will say that the jump from 310, through 300 to 500 is daunting. Um, and the, the other bummer about it is that Pavel has been so unreasonable with cards that really have no value. Multiple times I've sent him offers for like 10 cards, like 10 of these cards from this collection or from Pavel in a single transaction. So I will say if you're if you're trying to build a collection and you don't care about jersey mints and anything, if particularly limited, Pavel will probably have at least 10 that you need. So yeah, the the Midland one, I don't know how much more I want to put into it because uh most of these cards, I think actually all of them now, except Paulinho, is have reached the 90 days. So I'm not getting any more like bonus points. So I'll be at 320. I need, you know, I need 18 more to just reach 4%, let alone five. And, and that's if without any Jersey mints, because I, I don't think that Jersey mints are going to be easy to get for this collection. Like I bet, I bet there's just, there's just none. See what's on the market here. FC Midland Jersey Mint rares, none. And serial numbers or serial ones, excuse me, zero. So Mike says Laird now treated same as Greetsman in respect to rare, ren rare Jersey Mints. But that's fair. I, I realized I, I really didn't want to talk about this 
meaning like weeks ago, I was like, I'm going to do this. I don't want to talk about it because people find out. And it it is what it is. And now I'm like, yeah, if you have them, I am interested. And I agree, Tuggy. It's all about the hunt. It, this is a brand new way of me playing so rare that is really interesting to me. I will say the number of Jersey Mint, or 2020, 21 Ren Jersey Mint cards that are on dead accounts infuriates me. It's just like, I was like, how do you find these people that spent $800 on a card that's now worth $8 and I'm willing to spend like 16 Blue Tomato said, why do you think cards with high XP aren't priced higher? At least in limited, it seems everyone ignores the XP by buying cards. So people don't ignore XP, but they ignore... The only time XP is noticed is when there are two cards that are the same price. And they're the same season. And if they... If you have two cards that are both $5 and one has 8 XP and one has 7.5, everyone's going to buy the 8%. But I agree, Blue Tomatoes. I think most people just don't understand XP or they just want the new shiny thing. Like new season cards will always be, will always go for more. And so the, yeah, it's super frustrating. As somebody who sold a bunch of limiteds and literally got the feedback of, these aren't that great because they're old. And I'm like, they're level 18. And they're like, they're old. I was like, oh, all right. I do think there's there's probably some, like a drasticness. I don't think that's a word of a card going from like level 18 to nine, then going four to two. Rico Mon said, I found loads of the sporting cards were rewards in the World Cup and now the accounts are dead. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Um, but yeah, I, it's, I, I think it's really dumb. I haven't, Sam Ty made fun of me cause I was like, this isn't a thought out plan. And it's, it's giving me a very different way to play so rare. And I, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I now get why top shots fun. I understand why like the bottleneck situation is really a mess, but I never understood the idea. I always thought it was just buy more and you'll get this thing. And it's not always just buy more. It's like, hey, if you have this, maybe you could sell it to buy this. I'm like that's that's what the that's what this is all about. Like I've I've been selling cards to fund buying these rent cards. And I did the same thing with Midgeland and, and River Plate, or not, well, yeah, some River Plate cards. And so so here, this is my my top four. Are I'm 22nd in Auger, which after seeing the absurd number of lineups that just went ahead of me, it's kind of like maybe I shouldn't even do it. I'm 10th for Midland 2023 rares, uh, eighth for 2021 River Plate, and I'm now fourth for Ren. And I'm not going to lie, I would love to be first. I think it would be really cool. I'm a long way away from first, though. But we'll see. We'll see. I did reach out to someone about the card that like, there's like three cards in the collection that I thought, I think I would never get. And I still think that, but I, I'm like, if I'm like miles away from getting them and one of them is now like just under a mile away and I'm like, maybe that's a little, (sighs) Tuggy said, new UI when you go to another manager's page. Let's see. 
This looks exactly the same to me. No, am I wrong? Sora Malta said it's such a huge difference between making a limited collection versus making a rare collection. Absolutely. It's much more, I, I would say it's much more expensive on rare. Well, obviously it is, but it's actually, it might actually be harder in limited because there's so many, um, so many people trying to do the same thing. Javik, if you go to the manager's page from, if you go to the page, what is this? If you go to the page from the manager's tab, When you go to home managers, what is different about this? Oh, look, professional football players who are specifically noted on SoRare. What do you know? Not sure anybody should be recommending Dante Van Zier, but click one. All right. I don't. Oh, wait, do I have to, oh. oh, cards. Um, I, I, what, okay. C pro history. Oh. Let's see what PSU fans looks like. This is boring to me. So how do I see this from someone else? Oh, I got to like actually follow them. Let's see. What a silly group. Why would I follow myself? But let's see what Blacks looks like. God, that burger looks so good. Oh my God, I can't believe that. Show them to me. That's nice. I, I'm not going to lie. I, so I can't see this for my own or can I? Is this old? Does anybody know if this has been around? But like that burger, oh man, that is exactly, why does mine say United States? That's weird. How does this get filled in? Edit. Maybe I'll do this with other people. See my cards, see pro history. What a weird thing to say, pro history. What does that even mean? Gold, silver, bronze, money. What does that mean? I've won $97,000. I don't think that's right. In fact, I can guarantee that's not right. And Andy's one zero. Sorry, Andy. But that burger is absolutely awesome. Man, that I'm, that made my day. Thank you for pointing that out, Tuggy. Look at that. Tripping with his burger. Man. Love it. I still don't understand the point of doing that, but whatever. Um, 
So you go to oh, the manager tab. Why is it? I don't like that it doesn't, whatever, whatever. Thank you for pointing that out. That was fun. That was a great way to end this. Thank you to everyone for joining. Oh my God, 80 minutes. Look at that. We didn't even talk about anything. Thank you to everyone for joining. If you could please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Shout out to Quinny. Go vote for John Nellis. He's done so much for this community, just providing enough entertainment for all of us that I don't even think he's nominated for so rare stuff. Probably not, to be honest. But go vote for him. Um, again, the link is somewhere in the chat. Football awards. I should probably use it. Football. What did we say it was? Footballcontentawards.com slash voting. Go vote for John Nellis, whether you like him or not. Do it for me if you're not going to do it for John. But yeah, thank you everybody for that. And good luck this weekend.